Hello, my lovely listeners. This is Beyond Barriers with Salma Hassan. In this episode, we will be diving into deep narratives of students sketching their course through academics and life. Today, we will embark on intimate exploration with four exceptional students from diverse academic backgrounds who are here with me and will introduce themselves. So, hey guys, please introduce yourselves with name, where you're from, your major, and what's your track with your future aspirations and career goals. Hey guys, um, I'm Leia El Zabi. I am from Dallas, Texas. My major is biology on the pre-med track with a minor in international studies and business administration. And my future career is to hopefully be in emergency medicine. And the international studies part of it is to see if I want to work globally. And yeah, so. <laughs> okay. Um, hi, hello there to everyone listening, if anyone is listening. My name is Alyssa Sobers. I'm from San Antonio, Texas. My major is history with a minor in ASL, and I'm on the pre-law track. That's a mouthful, but that's not for me to worry about. It's whoever is introducing me with my degree at graduation. And as for my future career with the pre-law track, I mean, I feel like that's kind of, uh, there's really no point in me saying, I want, I want to be a lawyer. Uh, hopefully a civil rights attorney, but we'll see. Okay. Hi, y'all. My name is Sade. I'm from Nigeria, but I live in Central Texas. I go to Baylor, obviously. Um, I met Salma uh, during line camp, so that's some of our history. My major is finance. I'm in the business world. I graduate in December 24. So congrats to me. Yes. Um, the only track I know of is on the field. State champion right here. But, no, seriously, finance, we don't care about that stuff. It's just like a business major. Um, my future career is to A, make money, no, B, no, A, help people and, you know, live Jesus how he wants it to, mm. B, make money, and C, retire by 22. Oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm retire, <laughs> retire at a young age, have a happy family, mm. and leech off my parents forever and have a wealthy husband. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> Hi, guys. Um, I'm Emily Grace. Um, I'm from Birmingham, Alabama. My major uh, right now is health science studies on the pre-athletic training track, but I'm looking at adding a minor in religion, so that's very exciting. For a future career, I definitely want to be working, um, hopefully, in the NFL, but I'd love to start working collegiately with any collegiate sports team and then work my way up from there. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. So lovely. So you've heard it here, guys. In this episode, we will be unraveling the dreams and fears that weave through the majors. I will be asking them questions that go beyond studying in textbooks, like why did they choose this major? What fuels their aspirations? And in a quiet moment, what fears or pressures do they confront? So join us in this candid conversation where Beyond Majors Insight transforms into the experiences of each student's unique story. As the host, I will be asking you all questions about why this major and what led you to the career choice that you have chosen. I will ask one question and everyone will have the chance to go around and answer the question. So first we have Leia. So what personal experience, experiences or moments inspired you to pursue a major in pre-medicine? That's a great question. Um, so starting actually in high school, I did not know what I wanted to do yet. Mm. I was like, do I want to go into education? Do I want to go into law? Like, 
medicine. Um, I did a clinical rotation class, which gave me two years of experience in shadowing doctors um, and nurses from all different departments. And um, I specifically remember um, going to the Baylor Heart Hospital in Dallas, and I witnessed someone go into cardiac arrest. And I remember just seeing the way that the the physicians and the nurses just helped as a team to save that person and you know seeing the family of that patient there it was just a very sad but also like inspiring moment to see how that man was saved wow. and I remember that day just going back and I was like I'm, I'm looking into emergency medicine I mm-hmm. think this is awesome it's it's a field that not a lot of people I think know about or mm-hmm. talk about as much um so I think those moments in my clinical rotation program really drew me into the field of medicine and, and healthcare. So. Wow, that's an amazing experience. Yeah. Especially since I'm a pre-med, <laughs> like I've never really had an experience of like clinical rotations or like any of that sort of thing before high school. So like I just knew I wanted to be a doctor, but I never really had that kind of experience. So like that's great that you had that experience and you knew what you wanted to be. So yeah. that's that's amazing. So Alyssa what inspired you to pursue a major in pre-law? Were there specific experiences or events that influenced your decision? Well, pre-law, honestly, I remember when we were talking about college and majors and stuff, because history just in general wasn't even the major I was thinking about. It was theater at first, but I didn't, I didn't really have that in mind. Theater was something I wanted to do. I tried to audition at UT, didn't get in, and then I was like, Mom, well, Baylor was like another not really a choice I had in mind, but it just happened anyway. And I tried out, tried out, I tried to audition for theater again. My mom was like, don't do that. She has to do it. And so I was like, okay. And I remember my dad, like, I think it was, it was him that was always like, you should be a lawyer. You should do this. You should do that. Obviously not for anything. I think, I think jokingly it was about money, but I didn't really, I was like, I don't really want to do that. I don't think I want to do that. That's, that seems too difficult. That seems too hard, but when I was generally thinking about, well, what do people with history majors do when they graduate? All they do is write books, and I'm like, I don't want to do that. And I was like, well, why do I find history history interesting anyway? Because the people that, like, create change mm-hmm. and help helped all those that were in need. And I was like, well, I, like, want to mm-hmm. help people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to, like, spread positivity, I guess. I want to create change. So I was mm-hmm. like let's ball we'll do we'll do we'll do let's let's do let's be a lawyer that's good okay (laughs) yeah there's so many ways to help people like either pre-med business or just being a lawyer there's so many different ways you could help people so that's amazing that you found your path i'm so happy for you thank you yes of course so sade can you share uh, like your personal motivations or experiences that led you to choose business as your major so I concur with the idea that people go into business to help people. They do, but they don't. That's not their main motivation. People who want to be like doctors or lawyers or teachers, like their motivations is to help, like either like a kid or a sick person mm-hmm. or somebody like get somebody out of prison. Me personally, I have seven. No, I have six older siblings. It goes like doctor, lawyer, lawyer, doctor, and then when I was growing up. My mom, she was just, like, you know, one of those go-getter moms. So she put me in, like, this early college program. I got my associates when I was, like, 16. So, like, I just did not know what I wanted to do. I just knew 
I want to make money. I want to have like a good time with whatever career I went into. So my personal motivations weren't the best or the strongest and they still aren't, but I'm graduating with my degree and like I have offers and I'm happy with where I am now. Mm-hmm. But like, I wouldn't say I have any like strong, like I want to help people or I saw, mm-hmm. saw somebody like dying on the floor and people are helping them or like I want to get this person out of prison or like their causes are really important or like I don't know some athlete this is like their whole life and now they can't like get up and walk again mm-hmm. like hopefully with the money I do make or like the career I do go into I can give back like I'm part of like some associations like We Empower which helps empower young Nigerian girls to like mm-hmm. finish their education so there's like yeah. other stuff but there's nothing like in like my professional life at this yeah. moment that I'm just like die hard for mm. if that makes sense yeah no that's a unique experience i'm so glad you want to pursue business that's amazing no yeah, so. no of course <laughs> yes yeah, so emily grace can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what inspired you to pursue a major in pre-athletic training um i think i was really lucky to kind of run into training when i started um high school uh, they just had like kind of like Baylor does. They have like an open club thing, and you go around and introduce yourself to some other people. And I talked with the head athletic athletic trainer um, at my high school at the time, and she was like, "Yeah, we're looking for people to help out, just with like water and stuff or setup, whatever." And I was like, "Okay, I'll help set up, break down." My brother was on the football team at the time, so I wanted to help out, <laughs> but. I joined them and like immediately it just like clicked mm-hmm. and I was shadowing under her for the next four years and getting hands-on experiences with the wrestling team with the football team and I was like I really like this because I can see results from my work and so I like I don't know I'm a hands-on learner mm-hmm. and I like seeing like my work come to fruition and so I'm like looking I'm like okay I'm helping like rehabilitate these guys and they're getting better I want to keep doing this yeah so I think I was just like really lucky mm-hmm. um and I was just super passionate about it and I was like I don't want to do anything else yeah this is what I uh, want. that's amazing that you're passionate for your work like you really know what you want and you did it like when you were early on in high school mm-hmm. so it's like you know, like, it's, like, a way to show, like, this is my motivation. Like, I did it in high school, yeah. and I want to continue this for the next four years and for the next rest of my life. So exactly. I think that's amazing. That's that's great. Yeah, so heading back to Leia, I have another question. So what aspects of medicine are you most passionate about? Like, how did you discover the interest for emergency medicine? Really, really good question. Um, honestly, getting the experience in mm-hmm. the rotation program to mm-hmm. see everything like the different fields there are the different departments I think everything has really awesome parts to it and parts that will motivate you to want to pursue that I think for me um, emergency medicine really stood out to me just the response in which you know like the physicians respond to their patients and then people who are on you know I mean we don't know what will happen to them and so responding to their needs immediately is something that I find really cool and as sad as there are there's many moments that I've seen that have been quite sad and difficult Mm -hmm. it's also motivating to just do your best to help anyone regardless of who they are and just push forth the effort um so I think that was something that I think 
that aspect yeah. of medicine is, is no medicine. that is an interesting aspect of course yes heading to Alyssa uh, what areas of law are you most passionate about and why well definitely civil rights is one because that era of history was always very much uh, inspiring to me it's what I liked aside from like war which is weird I guess I was also thinking about immigration as well, because one of my friends is trying to be an immigration lawyer, too. And I remember my mom was like, you could if you if you're like, if this is what you're trying to pursue and you become an immigration lawyer, you could help the children that need lawyers when they're trying to go up there to testify for their citizenship. And I'm like, oh, my God, great. But I think just anything that helps people. If, mm-hmm. Even if criminal is where I want to go, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be a defense attorney. Yeah. I'd be a prosecutor. Granted, that's very scary, especially if I get a big case and like the people are trying to come after me. But like I said, I just I just want to help. I want to create change in some way. So, mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> so, Sade, what specific area within business are you focusing on? Why did you choose that path? I know you do fashion, finance, everything. So, like, are there other things you're more involved in as well? Um, yeah. So when I decided on business, it was actually, it kind of fell into my lap. So I got my associate's degree in, like, mathematics. And I realized, like, kind of early on that you don't get paid to do math. Like, I probably couldn't (laughs) be a teacher because I get kind of irritated if people aren't, like, picking up what I'm putting down, especially, like, in a teaching fashion. Yeah. So when I got to Baylor, I pursued a four-year like degree college thing and I wanted a school that would get me out the quickest because personally I am not like a school girl <laughs> so um they're just like yeah we have a business program you have a lot of the prereqs already like I came to Baylor with like 86 credits so they wow. were just like yeah they're like yeah you can finish two years with the business school mm-hmm. and like I was realizing like I'm kind of an entrepreneur like I yeah. like meeting people going out I like math I like yeah you know, all the things that, you know, make you good at business, kind of, because you can have, like, your, what I like to say is your GPA is not on your diploma, so you can have, like, the lousiest business grades, but if you're a people person, you know the products you're trying to sell, Mm -hmm. like, you can go really, really far with that, Mm -hmm. and I realized, like, after doing a couple of accounting classes, I hate accounting, so (laughs) I was like, that's a no-go. Entrepreneurship, you can do a lot, but, like, people assume, like, there's nothing wrong with, like, marketing majors or entrepreneurship, but it's, like, kind of the easier side of business, so you don't get as many opportunities unless you know somebody. But if you have finance behind your name, it's, like, entrepreneurship on, like, steroids. Mm-hmm. You have to go through the rigorous classes. You have to have, like, like a healthy mindset on, mm-hmm. like, how to approach business things. It's a business mindset. We yeah. business mm-hmm. a lot. But I realized I'm pretty good at finance. Like, I enjoy it. I like going on Wall Street and seeing, yeah. like, what people are saying, like, what crazy things are happening in the world. Mm-hmm. So I feel like... Wait, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> oh, y'all are laughing, but I'm not joking. <laughs> like, what specific uh, area are you focusing on, and why did you choose that path? Uh, I'm focusing on finance, because, yeah. like, you can get the most bang for your buck, mm-hmm. and, like, I'm pretty good at it, and accounting is a no-go. Yeah. Um, yeah, and a lot of the internships and, like, job offers I had, they were, like, consistent on graduating mm. and I was just like I can get out with finance the easiest yeah it's the hardest thing I can do in the easiest way yeah 
No, because, like, I honestly, I can't see you in any other specialty but business. Like, oh God, something that I admire about Sade is that, like, she's such a people person. Like, she that could talk to, like, yeah. anyone. Like, yeah. literally any type of person you are. Like, she'll talk to you. Like, she'll make you laugh and, like, enjoy the conversation. <laughs> or, like, the conversation. Right no, Your I'm not. No, I'm so... <laughs> I'm so serious. Like, that's what I really admire about you. Like, I wish I was, like, more of a people person. Like, mm-hmm. I could talk to any type of person and, like, like them and I'm everything. You're making me blush. And I'm no. wearing, um, mented, uh, strawberry <laughs> juice. So, yeah, you're making me blush. Sponsor. Yeah. Sponsor, um, Beyond Barrier. <laughs> yeah. So, Emily Grace, are there aspects of athletic training do you find most fascinating or rewarding? Um, I think, like, the human body itself mm-hmm. is so intricate and like designed absolutely perfect in every aspect Mm -hmm. and so when I started getting into like my major classes and kind of everything started connecting my physiology my anatomy classes it's just it clicked in my brain it's like super easy for me to learn but also at the same time like learning the body to be able to help it or Mm -hmm. prevent injury is like so fascinating to me just like like kind of what everybody else said like wanting to help people Mm -hmm. and provide them with a good healthy lifestyle so that they can live have a family Mm -hmm. enjoy their life like of course I want to do that yeah the human body absolutely fascinating yeah especially athletes who like injure Mm -hmm. themselves and like they need to get back up like Mm -hmm. they might not be able to play in the career they used to be in but like at least be able to rehabilitate and like get that function back i don't think like people talk about it enough but like people on the sidelines who directly interact with those athletes Mm -hmm. have such a huge impact in their life and like their sports journey too so just being able to be a part of that as like a student now and like see the impact i'm making on them and their career Mm -hmm. it's totally worth it so wow that's amazing great way to put it (laughs) Honestly. They need you in the NBA too. Yeah. <laughs> they need Emily Grace everywhere, guys. Yeah. All pre athletic trainers, <laughs> please hit her up. Um, so back to Leia. So I know that especially as a pre medical student, that pursuing this career is a big time commitment and like a big long journey. So what challenges or fears do you anticipate facing on your journey towards becoming a medical profession? Especially since being, like, an Arab woman, like, being a part of a minority, like, it's not easy. You have your own uh, challenges or setbacks that you may face. So what would those be for you? Absolutely. I think this is something that everyone would say regarding medicine, but time and money, definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't think people talk about it enough, but there is nothing wrong with student loans. You know, I think, like, going into college, people don't talk about it, and they're like, I don't have student loans, or I can't. You know, I don't need that. It's going to, I mean, you know, everyone has their own path and their own way of being able to get to where they want to be. But whether that means, you know, all student loans or like dedicating all that time, I think if it's something you want to do, you should go for it. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, a lot of people struggle with how are they going to afford med school? You know, you're already paying enough especially at Baylor, yeah. to be here. And yeah. it's obviously going to be a lot of time. So if it's something that you know you're not passionate about, it's okay. There's yeah. so many other things out there you can do. And you'll be just as successful in anything that you do. Mm-hmm. And if realizing that medicine is going to be, you know, you have to commit early on. 
Yeah. But um, if you do have that passion for it, go for it. You know, do it, do it, do it for the people. Yeah. Um, but just understand the setbacks and be realistic with yourself. Yes. And don't, you know. Mm-hmm. don't do what you don't want to do just yeah be passionate for it first. of course yeah especially being like pre-med like definitely if you're just doing it for the money or like just to say you're a doctor like you might not be able to make it like exactly. there's like so many moments where like you're like doing something or studying so hard on those like long nights and you're just like why am I doing this if you don't have that like passion or drive or like experience that is like keeping you going like then it's like it's hard yeah it's hard to pursue something that you're not passionate about so that's that's a great way to put it like Leia that's amazing so on to Alyssa can you uh share like any challenges or fears that you anticipate facing as a pre-law student and how you plan to navigate through them so money and everything aside because being in the class that I'm in now and seeing everything that comes with it like your LSAT score, well, your GPA has to be that. The school that you get into, I'm like, how am I, or generally, how am I going to do this? Mm-hmm. I, I think, can you wait, can you repeat the question one more time? <laughs> yeah, like, what challenges or fears do you have that will maybe, hopefully, like, I don't know, maybe will set you back or, like, how will you navigate through those challenges? I think me, personally, is trying to find drive mm. and passion because... Definitely, that's something that I lack compared to my peers. Not mm-hmm. only in just, like, my pre-law peers, but I guess, like, also you guys, too. I definitely, like, being in school now, and I think even upon coming here, I was like, like, what am I doing? Like, do I even really want to do this? Yeah. And I was thinking about that, too. Like, seeing, like, just hearing when people talk about being lawyers and stuff, yeah. and I'm like, that's a lot of work. Like, can I even do that? And yeah. I feel like I, like... Apologies, I'm not as articulate with my thoughts or anything like that, but I just think that's what I'm worried about. I'm scared that, first off, I'm not going to make it there, that I'm going to shoot myself in the foot before I even get started. And if I do make it there, like, how am I going to do that? How am I going to be the person that I see, that I I envision myself when I'm trying to motivate myself? Mm -hmm. How am I going to... Like how am I gonna how am I gonna create the change that I want to? Yeah. But then I think when I'm staring at the ceiling at like three AM because I can't go to bed and I'm just like, Well, somebody has to do it. If you mm-hmm. don't do it, who yeah. are you going to? Yeah. So you have to get up, you have to get up, you have to study, you have to do this. Mm-hmm. You have to fix the mistakes that you mm-hmm. created. Bars. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. I've made some mistakes and I'm trying to fix them. But the only yes. way they're gonna do it is if I do it. Yeah. If I have any passion, the only way I'm gonna gain my passion is if I do it. Yeah. And I want yeah. I wanna let you know, like it's okay to still have questions mm-hmm. about your career choices. Like that's what college is for. It's yeah. to like see if you really what kind of career choice you wanna follow when you become an adult and everything. Yeah. So it's totally normal to have those questions or doubts or if you decide to change your mind last minute as a junior or senior, like it's totally normal. Like there's many people who actually do that. And not a lot of people talk about it because there's so many people who are, like, so set on, like, what they want to be. And, like, they don't talk about that aspect of, like, oh, like, I don't think this career choice is for me. And so, like, I think that's normal. Like, I think you'll find your reason during your college experience Mm -hmm. on, like, why pre-law. Like, I definitely, like, feel like you'll find that. Thank you. Yeah, don't worry. Like, everyone has those kinds of questions. Yeah, it's, like, I'm scared to say these thoughts out loud. But Mm -hmm. the fact that I'm able to do it now, I'm like, okay. Yeah. I guess we felt better. Of course. 
Yes, so Sade, what are some challenges or fears that you faced or anticipate facing as a business major? Especially being an African-American woman with immigrant parents, like, do you feel that there's, like, a sense of pressure to embody black excellence? I <clears throat> I do feel like there's always going to be, like, that, stand, that standards and then those microaggressions. Mm-hmm. But, like, luckily in every single, like, business aspect I face, like, people see either like my personality or whatever I bring to the table first. Like there's yeah. always gonna be like a finance bro or yeah. somebody whose grandpappy was probably a slave owner. Oh. That's always like Gee, gonna be it. there and like, you know, especially in the business world, which was like built on the backs of slaves. Yeah. My parents were <laughs> slaves, but I know like, you know, yeah. it's hard for people to like mm-hmm. see past that, especially in like Black History Month. There's some crazy things going on in Wall Street and then the business world in general. Like you can find so many CEOs and like insanely wealthy people who did like blackface in college or they yeah. like their skincare mm-hmm. routine is putting on like a KKK mask. Oh, so like yeah. you can see that, but also learning like to have like a support system. Like my writer guys are always gonna be like my little parents, my little sibling, mm-hmm. like my friends. So like for me personally, I always look at the positive side of things mm-hmm. like because at the end of the day like i'm going to heaven and a racist is going to hell <laughs> yeah. so, i always yeah. like i always view that and, like i've done some internships and i've done like professional like yeah. jobs and stuff like that and i've never personally experienced yeah. like somebody saying oh like you're black you can't do this or oh you're mm. a girl you can't do this yeah. or oh like I don't think you can do this. Like, I always have, like, I can, or I can't is coward, I can is king. Mm -hmm. So, like, if somebody does say, like, oh, I don't think you can do this, like, my first thought is, well, like, be so for real. You're Mm -hmm. talking to me and you think I can't do it. Mm -hmm. Like, I always feel like if you put your mind to something, you can learn it. Like, you can never, like, put your mind to, like, end racism because, like, there's some crazy people around that world. But, like, also, it's 2K24. Like, I have pepper spray. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Worst comes to worst, HR on speed dial 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. And always knowing, like, your pros and cons and, like, not hiding behind the stigmatism of racism is also a thing. Like, if I... I always think, like, oh, what if it's me before I think, oh, they don't like black people or, like, Mm, immigrants or X, Y, and Z. So, like, not, like, saying to anybody, like, oh, they didn't choose me because I'm black. I always Mm. think, like, oh, what could I have done better? Or, like, maybe this wasn't the right opportunity for them. Mm -hmm. Like, I just got an internship for Goldman Sachs. And, like, last semester I also applied. I didn't get, like, I didn't have, like, Mm-hmm. as good as resume or like previous experiences yeah. I did now mm-hmm. so like me having that mindset oh I won't apply because they don't like choose black people or they don't want yeah. me is not a good mindset to have because yeah. I, I applied again and mm-hmm. I got it so like yes. always having that like recurring thing in your head like oh you can always do better like the yeah. Sade today she's still as cute as the Sade yesterday but like she can do so many different things because yeah. there's 24 hours in the day mm-hmm. xyz number of seconds so like always like aim for the best yeah. and if somebody's racist like ugh, expose them on instagram <laughs> like, cancel <laughs> culture i'm gonna cancel you so fast yes but yeah that's like my opinion I guess. yeah no that's amazing like i guess the way i was thinking is like say like just two candidates and it's just like 
some people might have like might have this mindset like oh this african-american doesn't compare to this mm-hmm. maybe white female or white american male like i guess like there's just small little microaggressions like that mm-hmm. that i may be afraid of it's like maybe i do so much and like to that person's mind like that admissions counselor it's like mm, it's not enough you know like i need more like this person this you know maybe white american mm-hmm. Or some other race is, like, better, you know? Mm-hmm. So I guess, like, I have that, like, small little low-key fear of, like, I need to do more. I have to do more. Like, I have to prove myself more because mm-hmm. I am of that minority. And that fear is, like, totally valid. Like, if you're mm-hmm. on, like, Yahoo or you see it in the news, like, affirmative action is, like, always there. Like, oh, like, if it's 2024, 20, yeah. like, reparations and people, like, having to reach a criteria, like, say, like, Harvard has, like, a t- quota of XYZ amount of, like, black people or, like, Indian people and stuff like that yeah affirmative action like I will always be like a fan of it because like you don't know about these people because you've never heard about them like Mm -hmm. say somebody from like a low-income family or from like um they don't have like the opportunities like a cis white male would have like they get the same SAT score but they would bring so much more so many more things to the table like they're both equally good individuals Mm -hmm. but if you already have 40 eggs in the oven like you need something else for your meal like you don't need everything to be the same and diversity doesn't always have to be like race diversity is like having difference of thought like yeah yeah, it boils down to like some people might boil it down to race but it's not Mm -hmm. it's like having difference of opinions bringing different like things to the table so like yeah you might have that idea but there's gonna be like millions of other job opportunities or other opportunities like Mm -hmm. yeah you don't get this one there's always somebody else behind the next door yeah yeah of course so heading on to Emily Grace, what challenges or fears do you anticipate facing in the field of athletic training and how do you plan to overcome them? So I think the first thing that comes to mind is my, I don't know, biggest challenge or fear that I'm having right now it is a very male dominated mm. field. Yes. Um, so it's intimidating in that um, I know going into the master's program that I'm trying to get into, I'm going to have to be very competitive Yeah. compared to my male peers. Yeah. And going into that environment that has been primarily men for so long mm-hmm. and not getting, like, recognition yeah. is also a fear. But I think in a way um, to, like, overcome that is... I'm going to be bringing Emily Grace to the mm-hmm. table and what I can supply. And I know my skill is there. And I've been clinically training for the past six years. Yeah. And so being confident in myself mm-hmm. and my abilities and what I know I can do and how I will look with a team or with a group of people, I think it's having the confidence and knowing, hey, I've worked this hard and I can bring your team, this specialty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want me or not, you know? Yeah. So, like, I'm trying not to think, oh, my gosh, they're not going to want me because yeah. I'm a woman. Yeah. Or uh, I'm going to be lowest on the totem pole when they're going through applications. Yeah. It's like, no, look at my resume. Look where I've been. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm able to do. Yeah. If you don't want me your loss Mm -hmm. yeah just showing yourself and proving like i can do Mm -hmm. a man's job is Mm -hmm. like very important because if you do get into like that career Mm -hmm. like it's not just like okay i got in like no you have to like 
maybe constantly prove that like this is a job for me like I can do this I can do the same job as the the other men can do you know so I feel like that's definitely a valid over like a challenge like it's definitely valid and I feel like racism or just like even sexism those are like very big challenges especially in a room full of females like there's always like some sexist out there or racist out there that's like you can't do the job like you're just this or just putting you down but I just want to let you know, like, you can do the assembly grade. Like, knowing you as a person, you can <laughs> you can definitely do it. Yeah, you're very good at pre-athletic. Like, Thank you. that's all you like. That's great, you honestly. You're racist or sexist. You don't want to work there anyways. Yeah. 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 You, might yeah. Up, you might end up on the news. So you, <laughs> you don't want to work It'll there anyways. Yeah. Their loss onto the next. Yes, period. As you should. So going back to Leia, I want to ask, um, can you share any extracurriculars or activities, volunteer experiences that have reinforced your commitment to a career in medicine? Are there any organizations or internships that you've done or will be in the future partaking in? Yes. Um, I know we don't want to go back to high school because that's done, but um, something that I did do in high school and I'm currently doing now is mm-hmm. LACOSA, the Health yes. Occupation Students of America. So that's really great. Um, it's not really like very going into like medicine specifically but more Mm -hmm. just teaching you about the different health professions and you know how to work in a career um within the healthcare field Mm -hmm. um something else i was in orchestra so yeah people are like oh that's pretty lame orchidoric but like (laughs) 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 i've never heard of that (laughs) i was actually in it for eight years i played the violin um and it was nice because we didn't just like play instruments but we had like um like weekly like leadership i was like on the leadership team we did like weekly meetings we Mm -hmm. did we went on a disney trip so it was really amazing um and i got to meet people from like actual like musicians and though music is not what i want to go into it's like a hobby that i found outside of like academics no that's definitely good like med school would want to see like do you have other hobbies not just science medicine science medicine like they want to see like you're an actual person and not just like a robot and see like yeah you do have a life like i love violin or i love sports or i love something else you know so i think that's a great aspect to your yeah that's amazing thank you so yeah for anyone out there just go find what you want to do there's so many organizations and Mm -hmm. clubs um and referring back to volunteering there is the mini's food pantry i don't know if anyone here has heard of it but it's a really good way to just like you know we we packaged food and we delivered it to people who um you know are in need of that and Mm -hmm. it was a really good experience just seeing them and helping out and so if there's anything around in your community just go look for it anyone can volunteer anyone can help provide service to their community so of course go for it yes So now to Alyssa, can you share any extracurricular activities or internships related to law that you have been a part of or would like to participate in the future? Well, my resume is literally like skin and bone. So, so I haven't really looked into like, mm. I guess, like, whoa, I haven't looked into like doing. The only extracurricular I have is, like, ASL, and I don't know how I'm going to make that. Oh, yeah, wait, what? How am I going to forget about that? Well, our, me and the host of this podcast here are also on, like, the, we're, we're fundraising co chair for the dorm room that we live mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. and that, too, I don't, know, I don't know how to tie it back as to how it, like, applies to, You're, you no. want to go into, like, civil law, so you want to, like, I guess, yeah, right? you are interested in civil law, so fundraising yeah. and, like, being aware that people need money 
and like this is a way to get it because like you're helping yeah. the community even oh. so it's just a hobby like something outside of law that you mm-hmm. like to do it's still helping people yeah, I guess ASL also applies too because being mm-hmm. able to learn somebody else's language, mm-hmm. being able to, I guess, even though I'm not at the point where I could help somebody yeah. yet, mm-hmm. like I said, I'm not good as articulating my thoughts as these lovely ladies over here. But <laughs> I'm, I'm just here. You know, yeah. I'm just here to have a good time and while I'm at it, also helping people too. So I see that Leia had forgot to say something. Do you want to go ahead and say it? Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. I forgot. Um, So... I am a neighborhood leader at my dorm, and um, basically what that is, is you're a leader of the, I guess, like, neighborhood or community you represent. Mm -hmm. Um, I specifically represent the Arabic neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I am Lebanese. I speak Arabic, and I remember um, a former student here. Her name is Uche. Yes. We love her. We love her. Uche, if you're hearing this, I miss you. (laughs) Um, But she passed it down to me, and I remember before that, I was like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. Like, this is Mm. management, you know, it's like first year of college, and I was super nervous about everything, but getting the opportunity, I've met people from... I mean, majority of people in the Arabic neighborhood don't even speak Arabic. It's, yeah. You know, and you don't have to. It's it's coming in, learning about, like, the culture. We yeah. do, like, events together. We mm-hmm. learn how to speak sometimes. And it's super fun. So, um, yeah. yeah. No, love that's lovely. Part of, it. of course. And Leia is a woman of many languages. She knows mm-hmm. three languages. So. Yeah, you do? I do. Yeah. Um, I actually, I speak English. Arabic and Italian, so yeah, yeah, wow. so, like that's yeah. Yes. Yes. So heading to Sade, could you share with us the organization or programs you are actively involved in as a business major and how has this engagement shaped your journey, skills and perspective within your academic and personal growth? So me personally, I like to say like I'm a nosy individual and I just want (laughs) Mm. like everybody because like my parents gave me a lot of things. Like, a lot of skills. Yeah. They funded, like, my Catholic private school education, K-12. through mm-hmm. They are the kings and queens of giving back. And, like, knowing the value of money, knowing the value of the dollar. Like, they were never... They were always, like, frugal with us because they had 80 million kids. But also because they also have everybody they want to support back in Nigeria to, like, help them, like, get a semblance of hey, this is what you can do in the, the world. The world is your oyster. You can start from nothing and, like, become something. Mm-hmm. Like, my, I'm not saying my parents started from nothing, but, like, they, my mom, she's a doctor. She got her, I don't know, doctor license back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. She has her own clinic. Like, my dad, he went to, like, pharmacy school. Now he's, like, he's making million-dollar houses. So, like, my parents, they know the value of education and, like, learning Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, a long way to say, um, I've been a part of an organization organization called We Empower. So, I was like five or six. It's basically We Empower like young women because the mm-hmm. average age of a Nigerian girl's education ends at sixth grade, actually. Wow. Afterwards, they're just like, girly pup, you're kind of cute. Let's get married. And it's yeah. gross and it's disgusting. Yeah. So, Nigerians, they are just like, not, not all Nigerians, just like yeah. the general state of country of Nigeria. They're yeah. just like, hey, boys, y'all can go to school like abroad. Mm-hmm. But girls, we want you to stay home, take care of your siblings, mm. get married, all that. So my mom, the mom of, like, six girls and one boy, she was just like, 
be so for real don't even look at a guy y'all are gonna get the farthest education you possibly can like my oldest sister she's a radiation oncologist at new presbyterian new york and then my other sister's a lawyer then my other my only brother he's in law school then my other sister's in med school then my other sister's in like law school so like my mom loves education yeah so we empower it's like empowering girls to finish their education further it like Mm -hmm. right now for this school semester she has like fine Nigerian girls in like nursing school so like she loves putting them through school making sure they know that so like Mm -hmm. what I do is basically the finances and the business for that Mm -hmm. like I help put us like in newspaper ask for donations Mm -hmm. like basically making sure because we're a nonprofit, we are gap approved so that's kind (laughs) of like what led into me like being into finance and like my mom was like, you can do my taxes. I said, be so for real. No, thank you. <laughs> but I can do. Like can do mom, s- no. Small, small taxes. <laughs> so like basically, we empower. How it led into me wanting to like, kind of like go into business is mm-hmm. you can do a lot with money. Like some people just like either bury it or put it in the bank. Mm-hmm. You can like donate to a nonprofit. You can make your own nonprofit if you have a cause. You need capital. Yeah. There's no capital without a cause. There's no cause without capital. Mm-hmm. Is like what my finance teacher likes to say. If you yeah. want to help somebody, you need the money too. Yes. Because if you don't, you're going to be asking other people to give you money to help somebody else. And that's like a circle we don't want to follow. Mm-hmm. So a long way to say like I like helping people with the money I make. Actually, the money my parents make. I don't have a job right now. (laughs) (laughs) The money my parents make to, like, further their education. I also love doing, like, Meals on Wheels and, like, Feed My Sheep, which is, like, a a little Catholic initiative that's, that's like, you're, Mm -hmm. like, any, it's 2024. Nobody should be hungry or starving and stuff like that. So another thing, like, I made when I was in, like, high school was, like, um, a Meals on Wheels thing is during COVID, we, like, packed a lot of, like, food together and we left Mm. it on driveways of, like, lower-income communities and families. And we were just like, hey, I know you might have just lost your job and we're some random teenagers, but if you need help watching your kids or if you need food and you, like, you, you know, can't get welfare for comparison to, don't even hesitate. Mm -hmm. We're here for y'all. So I like things that, like, touch people, like, directly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Of that course. is my answer. <laughs> yes, that's nice. So on to Emily Grace. Can you elaborate on the immersive experiences or internships you've been fortunate to partake in within the domain of athletic training? Or is there any future opportunities that you will be partaking in the future? Um, actually, this summer, I have mm-hmm. an internship lined up uh, with a football team i don't want to reveal where yet (laughs) because we're still working some things out but it'll be an eight week long um immersive experience i'll be working with the football team shadowing under a certified athletic trainer so i'm really looking forward to that Mm -hmm. um this will be like my first official internship Mm -hmm. but baylor does a really good job with their undergraduate at students getting us really involved and plugged in like right now I work in a, a lab mm-hmm. in Marsh McLean, uh, and so we kind of get to see all kinds of people come in. Um, we do a lot of cardiopulmonary work. Wow. We test people's VO2 maxes, which yeah. is like how much oxygen people use mm-hmm. while they're exercising. Um, so we it's a blessing yes. um, and a great opportunity to like be so young but yes. already have all of this hands-on work. Mm-hmm. Um, and experiences but yeah so internship this summer really yes. really excited for it um i'm hoping that 
once I enter into the master's portion mm-hmm. of my degree plan, we get to do another immersive experience within Baylor. Mm-hmm. And so we get to kind of pick um, what team we want to specialize wow. with. So I'm looking forward to that. Yes. And then we also have to go out of state and do another internship for the master's program. Mm. So I don't know. Yeah. Just kind of up in the air right now. Once I enter into the um, graduate portion, I'll be yes. kind of all over the place doing all yeah. kinds of stuff. No, congratulations. I hope yeah. all your future endeavors Thank go you. amazing. Like, I'm sure everything is going to be just as amazing as you are, Emily Grace. Like, Thank everything you. will be great for you like (laughs) no of course all of you guys are amazing like I love every single one of you guys like I asked you guys to be on my podcast for a reason and just I want all my listeners to know like all different diverse uh, academic backgrounds and like know what people like why they do this what they struggle like what they do like internships organizations everything so I congratulate you on all your future endeavors I hope everything goes just as you want them to be yes of course Yes, God bless everyone, guys. God is yeah, good yeah. all the time. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me you go to a Christian school without telling me. <laughs> or religious school. Ooh, yeah. Yes, literally. So back to Leah. Uh, how do you manage the academic demands of a pre-medical, on the pre-medical track while prioritizing your own well-being? Yes. I won't lie. I didn't find out about that. Or I didn't really learn how to do that until this year my freshman Mm, year yes I was kind of all over the place you know I was always an exam would come up and I'm just spending like you know all this time worrying about it more than I spend studying for it Mm -hmm. and when the studying part comes here I am just trying to cram everything in and me being super anxious for it I don't always get the result that I want Mm -hmm. um and at the same time you know they always say like oh my gosh your freshman year you got to go meet people and get involved in things and Mm -hmm. also like you want to do well your freshman year and it's like take it step by step mm-hmm. slow down i know i know it feels like time is flying by and it is but yeah. also there's so much time in the world to you know take each step slowly and you know take as many time as much time as you need everyone mm-hmm. has their own path um i had a job in my freshman year and i still do now but trying to balance between you know figuring out how to work out with my manager how I'm gonna work you know I work on the weekends yeah and then I go to school during the week but also on the weekends you know I need to find time to do work and then also you know spend time with my friends and yeah. my parents they come in town often and you know I want to spend time with them I mean yeah. they're my parents you know mm-hmm. and and so just um organize your time and you know you can have help with that I actually talked to the Baylor um I was working with an advisor and she mm-hmm. helped me kind of figure out a schedule on, okay, this is what you should do, you know, um, I think based on my classes, I found a really good schedule that will allow me to get a good amount of sleep, Yes. but also, um, have time to eat, yeah. always make sure to find time to eat, you yes. know, it's um, so hard sometimes, it is, you know, go on a run, go hang yeah. out with your friends, go find time to do that work, mm-hmm. but don't make work everything, and don't yeah. make, you know, it's going to be okay. Yeah, so. it is. Yeah, because yeah. even me as a pre in the pre-medicine track, like I remember my freshman year, I would not sleep. Like I would pull all nighters. Oh, Sometimes I would <laughs> wait till the day was over to eat because I'm just so busy. Yeah, yeah. it was just. 5 a.m. Whoa. Yeah. 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 Can I say something? 
males coming into college before that everyone's like okay just saying if you're gonna go into medicine just wait till college like you're gonna be like it's, it's gonna be crazy it's gonna be so hard mm-hmm. so like starting I was like super scared I'm like oh my gosh all these people like the things I've heard about in medicine yeah. like no you're gonna have to pull all-nighters every single mm-hmm. night you're gonna have no time for fun you're gonna be crammed in your room all day like you know yeah. like anyone can make time to yes. find just you know have their own personal time and their yes. time with their loved ones and their friends so. yes work-life balance matters like exactly. if you're just always cram like you're gonna lose that love for medicine exactly you have to be able to like take time away from your study and do something else that you enjoy like friends like you said or spending time with your family yeah or podcasts yes guys like that's that's personally my thing like I should be studying right now but (laughs) I'm like you know what it's I'm you know I want to do something that I love you know take time to do things that you love guys that's very important so thank you for sharing that Alea <laughs> Alyssa he doesn't have the Rick Bright sitting right next to yes. me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sorry, I almost got the names mixed up, guys. But are there specific legal issues or social justice causes that you are particularly passionate about addressing? I want to study genocidal history, right? Ooh, Especially yes. 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 I like because I've always liked hearing about the world wars and stuff, so I was like, okay, well, we're where did where did it all stem from? Yeah. Genocide. Especially, mm-hmm. like, everything that's going on right now. And so, in yeah. a way, that kind of sort of relates back to, like, civil rights. Like, you tell people because of what they look like or what religion they practice mm-hmm. or anything and all that, they can't do certain things. And it's like, girl, like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. But that's definitely, like, the stuff that's going on in Palestine right now, mm-hmm. that, and I'd be talking about it left and right. Or I'd be, like... Sometimes yeah. I get really close to telling the people in Starbucks, like, y'all going to hell. <gasps> oh! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but it's All like, y'all going, going to hell. hell. No. Y'all going to hell. <laughs> uh, like, I, I think jokingly, I said this. I think jokingly, I said yeah, this Yeah, joking. This is all jokes, <laughs> everyone. But I think jokingly, yes. I said to somebody, I was like, I want to go... Because currently right now, I think, isn't the U.S. getting sued for what's going on right mm-hmm. now, too? So I'm like, jokingly, I was like, what if one day I can be a part of the people that are suing my country for the things that they've done, even though I live in this country? But it's like, true. Mm -hmm. U.S. tends to try to wipe wipe all the bad stuff about us Mm. clean, but it's like, girl, it's always going to be there. Yeah. It always will be. Yeah. Actually, recently, the U.S. vetoed again on no, yeah, Mm -hmm. just the U.S. alone, no ceasefire. Majority of countries said yes, but it's just the U.S. alone. It's crazy how they could just like one vote veto against it. And it's just that's the answer. Like, just no. Sorry to get political, guys, but I mean, you're talking to somebody who's a history major and on the free law. No, sorry. Not apologetic. (laughs) Actually, I'm not sorry. But yeah, (laughs) of course. (laughs) So going on to Sade, I know that you have a lot of ambition and passion with the things that you do. You love fashion, style, finance, business. Uh, you even accumulated a social media presence like sponsors and deals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so my question is, how do you balance ambitions, like your ambitious career goals with practicalities of the business world? So for me personally, and I'll always preface by saying that, like I think I have like a lot of energy. Like I have mm-hmm. a lot of things that I want to do. And I always make time for the things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Like for me, as long as I know a deadline, I have a calendar, 
and I have pen and paper, I will always get things done when I need to. But there are some times where I'm just like, let me procrastinate. Let me be that girl. Mm-hmm. Because I had a finance exam last week. I stayed in the kitchen instead of studying. I <laughs> I was literally, I was giving what all men dream of. I was living yeah. barefoot in the kitchen. Housewife. I was giving housewife. <laughs> I, was make, I was baking. I was making dinner the just because I did it. Yeah, thank you. Just because I <laughs> yes. did not want to do my assignments. But mm. I also know, like, the practicalities. Like, hey, if I don't do this, I won't graduate. So I always mm. know when to, like, buckle down and be serious Mm -hmm. and then with like fashion finance like social media and stuff like that i'm also in cosmetology school so like i always know like there's 24 hours in a day but i'm gonna cram 36 into one (laughs) so like i know in advance so i make my schedule like Mm -hmm. i have like say 10 classes on wednesday monday wednesday and like only one on tuesday thursday Mm -hmm. so i can go to cosmetology school and like when i film stuff for social media my brand deals like brand deals they at least give you turnaround time i send it into them they approve it or they don't and i just yeah. refilm it yeah for me i'm a little bit of a perfectionist but i'm also pretty practical like yeah. i will film things less than five times and just if i don't like it leave it for a day and then come back to it mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. always ooh, that's like that's my tongue is dialing <laughs> <laughs> always being like practical and yes. every single aspect Mm-hmm. And just, like, having fun with it. Because there's no gun to yeah. my head. Unless it's, like, school. Because my parents don't already pay me tuition money. But, <laughs> like, with social media, if I don't want to post for a day, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. It's not my full-time job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank the Lord. She does pay, but she's not my full-time job. Mm-hmm. If I don't want to go to cosmetology school, I still will. Because they already paid the tuition for that. So I, <laughs> I go and, like, I try to stay on top of things. And if yes. I can't, like, I'll take a 14-hour nap and just wake up, feel refreshed. Mm-hmm. and start again mm-hmm. like you know god might have built the world in seven days but yeah i'm gonna turn in my canva assignments and hope for the best <laughs> that's amazing so going on to emily grace i know that you are a part of the student christian ministry here on campus how would you say that role has played a part in pursuing a major in pre-athletic training like how does it align with your personal values and beliefs i am actually a part of a student-led ministry called FaceTime with God, and I really think it has transformed uh, my experience here at Baylor for the better. Um, Like I said earlier, I'm looking into transitioning into adding a minor in religion just because my faith is literally the cornerstone of why I do everything that I do. The reason I want to help people is through God's conviction on my life. Like, a thousand percent, like, I just want to be able to tell people about the good news and share Jesus with them in that way. And so, being a part of um, the Christian community on Baylor's campus has changed my outlook on college for the better. Like, I think kind of what we've all said is like we're worried about the unknown we don't know what's coming next but Mm -hmm. we can rest assured in the fact that god is good and that he will provide this whole way through for us so kind of being steadfast and praying and and reading my bible has calmed my soul and my worries and kind of filled the parts of me where i was 
full of doubt or worry or I was mm-hmm. angry, just like diving into a community that only wants to help you and benefit you um, has been the greatest thing for me. And so being able to lead other students through a chapel group or mm-hmm. having worship night or having like women's Bible studies mm-hmm. is so fulfilling because I know that they're getting the knowledge they need mm-hmm. to be in the kingdom of God. So wow. it's nothing for like personal self gain or being selfish and being like, let's, let's make sure all of these people, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. It's for their soul mm-hmm. and sanctification and knowing, um, where they're going to end up. Yeah. So. No, Sorry. that's amazing, <laughs> that especially because I'm also faithful, and, like, yeah. sometimes I do have doubts. I'm just like, what if this is not going the way I want it to go? Exactly. But sometimes you have to think this is God's plan. Like, what mm-hmm. God wants it will happen. Mm-hmm. If this wasn't meant exactly. for me, then it wasn't meant for me. And exactly. so, yeah, every, I feel like everyone has those questions in, like, college, like, is this meant for me? And yeah. so if it's not, like, God will not let it happen. Yeah. God always has your back. So that's, like, amazing that he has, like, God has played a big role in your life and your mm-hmm. career choices. So um, that's amazing, Emily Grace. Like, I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Of course. So last question to wrap up the podcast, because I know everyone has, you know, commitments <laughs> after this. So, Leia. What advice would you give to other students considering a major in pre-medicine? Okay. Um, First things first, I would say, as I've said before, be realistic with yourself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if if you have a passion for something, go for it. If you like something, you're not sure if you want to continue in it, that's okay. Try it. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't, if it's not meant to be, if you find yourself, you know, unsure that's okay. There's so many things out there for mm-hmm. you that you can go out and, and do. Another thing is um, find the people in your life that will just motivate you mm-hmm. and won't bring you down. And mm-hmm. find the people in life that will make you want to become that better person and that will mm-hmm. constantly just encourage you to do better. Like, mm-hmm. try these new things. Don't mm-hmm. don't have someone that will bring you down mm-hmm. or make you feel yeah. lesser about yourself. Especially in the pre-med world. Like, a lot of people are very competitive. Absolutely. They will try to show off their scores. Like, yeah, I got an A. What did you get? Yeah. What did you get? What did you get? Hey, so, what did that mean? Oh, yeah. It's, oh, it's, it's very, yeah, like very competitive. And, and yes, oh. they're sharks. And they will come And once you get in contact with those people, People just mm-hmm. you don't need to just focus on yourself you know mm-hmm. and motivate other people don't let anything bring you down yes. there's gonna be times you know as Emily Grace said there's gonna be doubts and there's yeah. gonna be you know moments when people just they just think like is this meant for me is this yeah. meant for me and if you are happy on the inside regardless of what you do go for it it yes. doesn't matter you do not have to have mm-hmm. you know the best of grades you don't have yeah. to have the most amazing of anything just be happy and, mm-hmm. you know, accept who you are. Yes. And go with that. And yes. come into college, have a good time, um, make new friends, yes. get close to your teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, if you get that B, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you're going to get lots it's of bad okay. grades. It's okay. Yeah. I've actually talked to, like, many admission counselors mm-hmm. uh, to medical schools, and they've seen applicants who have 4.0 GPA, 
520 MCAT score and they oh. won't they won't let into their schools because oh, yeah. they analyze you. It's, it's their job to analyze. Like if you're not a compassionate or someone who has a lot of empathy, like you can't be a doctor that way. Like the kind of person that you are matters. And so just because you make great grades, like you make, you know, a good score and everything, it doesn't mean that this is for you. Like you have to have there's more qualities than just good grades. Like say you don't have the most like amazing grades like if you have the extracurriculars to back you up shadowing volunteer if you have all those things to back you up and your personal statement your essays if you have all that to back you up like you're set like med school will be like yeah I see that she didn't do well her freshman or sophomore year but they can hopefully see that there is an upward trend because that's what matters like they like to see like you know what she started from the bottom and now she's like up you know so I think that matters. Like it builds character. Yeah, definitely. Always be yourself and don't try to be who you are. Because I promise, you know, people can see through that. And mm-hmm. just let people see you who you are on the inside. Yeah. And be proud of who you are. Yes, of course. On to Alyssa. What advice would you give to other students considering a major in pre-law? So I don't know who I'm speaking to. Maybe I'm speaking to myself. But if you're anything like me, you kind of lack the motivation the passion i'm gonna let you know you and i we got this mm-hmm. everything yes. is gonna be okay you and i we can do this together it's scary mm-hmm. especially since like i feel like the lsat and the mcat are almost pretty similar and the scores i'm looking at it's it's yeah. it's scary but you have the time mm-hmm. don't obviously don't wait last minute mm-hmm. speaking for myself here but <laughs> you but you have the time. You can do this. If you don't think you can, yes, you can. Who's yeah. gonna tell you? Who's gonna tell you, you can't aside from yourself? Yes. Not only that, but obviously having people to motivate you, to push mm-hmm. you. I definitely do think you need a little tough love here and there. I look yes. at my mom, and I also look at my father too. Mm-hmm. Actually, both of my dads—they're both pretty. They're both pretty tough and everything, but I don't really know what else to say aside from the fact that yeah. everything's gonna be okay. And mm-hmm. that you got this. Yes. It's a little scary. Of course it's going to be scary, dude. Like, yeah. even if not being in pre-med or in pre-law, the fact that going into college is scary in itself. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. oh, my God, yeah. like, th- these grades matter now. Because at yeah. first it doesn't mean like that, especially if you made a yeah. little mistakes or slip up like yeah. me. <laughs> it's okay. It's fixable. Mm-hmm. You got this. And if there's something that needs to be fixed, fix it. Yes. Do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. I love how you emphasize having like a support system. It is yeah. so evident that you need that in college because yeah. there are so many people who are out here to like, there's like fake people who will like, you think that they're your friend, but you know, <laughs> like sometimes they'll, they're actually just bringing you down or like mm-hmm. you actually go through experience where it's like maybe your professor is out to get you or maybe hopefully you don't have that experience. But like, you know, sometimes it's just good to have that support system to like, rely on and like talk about all your emotions like maybe it's your parents maybe it's your friends back at home maybe or it's your, your significant other Since yeah that happened between yeah you and me. yeah of oh course. yeah if anybody wants to know how me and some of them like met we like we met obviously because we live in the same area but we became roommates and i yeah. definitely do think like at a point in time i was her support system yeah. and definitely then and now especially she's she's a part of mine Yes. Mm-hmm. So, but oh. once again, you guys got this. <laughs> yes. I don't know who I'm listening to. Once again, I think maybe it might just be myself in case I need a reminder. But you got this. Mm-hmm. You can do this. It's okay if you get overwhelmed. I believe in you. If you don't think nobody else does, not even yourself, 
I do. Thank you, Alyssa. I just say one thing. Sorry to interrupt. I, Alyssa, has been very vulnerable, mm -hmm. and I totally understand where you're coming from, and your doubts are valid. Yes. And I want you to know that you are not Aww. the only one thinking or feeling this way, and you are very, very strong. I've seen you yes. from our freshman year. That's how we met in the dorm randomly. One day, I complimented your hair. But you are going to make me cry more than ever <laughs> right now. I started <laughs> that Alyssa is one of the strongest people that I know. She's very brave mm -hmm. and she's very passionate. And I see your strength through you every day. And I love you. And that's what I want to say. Yes. <laughs> Period. I love the whole encouragement. Oh, like women just, empower. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, this is. It. Of course. <laughs> so on to Sade. What advice do you have for other students considering a major in business? What I tell to everybody, because, like, I guess my little sister, my only little sister, Aww. she's also on the, like, the path for, like, figuring out what she wants to do. So when she's looking at my older siblings who are, like, doctors and lawyers and have mm. been in school since she's been born, which is a crazy thing to say, yeah. I always say, like, the best aspects of business are, A, like, you don't have to have the best grades in the whole entire world to be mm -hmm. really, really good at business. Like... You don't even have to be like a people person. Like you see, like Mark Zuckerberg and yeah. uh, Jeff Bezos, millionaires, and billionaires. They just Elon they Musk. just had an idea yeah. and they put time and they put passion into that idea. And like we all have like an iPhone or an Apple product like, in our hands. Mm -hmm. Like I got all these ribbons from Amazon. So like always like have a passion, have a dream. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be like the smartest person in the room to sell the most things or like be the best at something. Everybody mm -hmm. has their own strengths. Everybody has their own weaknesses. But also, like, be aware if there's places you see you can improve on or if people in your life are saying, like, hey, like, maybe you can do this. Like, always take other people's, like, opinions and suggestions. If they're bad, you know, don't take them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if they're, like, actively trying to help you do better, like, take into consideration. Because when I was younger and growing up, Oh, like, nobody can tell Shadi to do anything. Like, me and my <laughs> parents fighting and hustling about me going to school. Yeah. So, like, my word of advice is either A, have something you want to do, like, have, like, a dream or a passion. doesn't even have to be anything in business. Just have something you see yourself doing, mm -hmm. whether it be, like, owning, like, I don't know, like, being a construction worker or, like, buying a truck. Like, have small things you want to reach or small goals and then have big goals. Like, have a plan with your life. You don't want to be that cousin or that, you know, child that's, like, you know, living on their parents' couch, mm -hmm. just calling their mom at 5 p.m., like, hey, can you pick up the Sprite and the Cheerios? Please. You don't want to <laughs> You want to, yeah. like, oh, no, you don't no, have to no. be a millionaire, but, like, yeah. you know, millionaires, motivation, they yeah. are basically the same person. Honestly, like, when I see, like, a millionaire pull up with a Lambo or something, I don't <laughs> think that, oh, they're a doctor, they're a lawyer. Like, I think business. Yeah. Like, they yeah. probably, yeah. they trade in stocks, yeah. they, they do something you business. Like, every time I see a millionaire, I'm just like, nope, it's business. Because business is the backbone of yeah. the world. Like, lawyers and medicine people and athletic trainers, I'm calling everybody in this room out. Yes. Like, if you have time and if you have any reason or interest, I will always say minor in business, minor in, like, something that can help you mm -hmm. become your own person. You never want to work for the same person or be, yeah. like, you know, an employee for the rest of your life, unless you want to be an employee for the rest of your life. Yeah. But some people want to be, like, the boss or the entrepreneur, like, their own boss. Mm -hmm. So, like, learning how to 
like see past it like you know just graduation and having like oh i have a degree or like oh i'm working in this hospital or oh like i'm part of this firm to like you know mm-hmm. one day i can own my own clinic or i can own my own firm or i can like sure. just like be my own boss is like i feel like the best bet for everybody so like to summarize my advice is have passion have motivation yeah be able to talk to people be able to receive feedback without you know curling up curling up into a ball and like wanting to die yeah like that's Taking like the hardest them. thing for some people like mm-hmm. receiving feedback without like yeah. antagonizing or turning that person to your enemy mm-hmm. just like people want to help you like if yeah. your professor is just like hey this is like b writing you could do better yeah like work yourself up and be on b writing go to office hours this is coming for somebody mm-hmm who just went to her first office hours last wow. week. So. Wow. Dang, shut it. <laughs> I think to, I see it. Wow. <laughs> go to office hours. Well, if you're in the business world, like, office hours <laughs> is, like, just chatting somebody up. But office yeah. hours, and also understand, like, in the business world, a lot of these people, they are either coming from money or their parents, like, know somebody or know somebody. So if you see on LinkedIn, oh like, yeah. hey, this person in my class, this is coming from me. If this person in my class, they don't really do anything. They thought six times four was, like, 18. And they're, like, interning at, like, J.P. Morgan or they're at wow. Bank of America having, like, literally doing something you want to do. Mm-hmm. Understand, like, everybody's, fight, like, fighting their own demons. Everybody is coming from a different place. So mm-hmm. don't put yourself against other people. You're running your own race. So yeah. it's, like, you're running a marathon and they're, like, having a leisurely lap in the pool. Of mm-hmm. course, they're going to finish faster than you. Yeah. So, like, understand mm-hmm. your own goals. Don't compare yourself to other people. Yeah. Unless it's me, compare yourself to me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but have like but, have fun in college, like yeah, but not too much fun. Your parents are paying good money. Yeah, for the yeah. school, so don't don't go crazy. Taking in criticism in college is like an actually like it's He's a skill scary. set that you need to like be able to have. Like if you just break down or like you have like a mental like I don't know like something like that's just not gonna work out well. Like you like in college, everyone's finding their way. Like. You have to be able to take feedback and criticism. Mm-hmm. Like, no one's perfect. Everyone goes through failure. Like, to succeed, you have to go through failure. Exactly. If your life is going perfectly fine, I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know if you're trying. Like, mm-hmm. you're not trying hard or, or you're not dreaming big enough, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. Yeah. So, like, you need to be able to have those moments where you fall down and pick yourself back up again. Because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like, yeah. yeah, you have four or two or, like, in my case, one and a half years here. Like, you might get feedback you might want to cry your eyes out like mm-hmm. me i'm the queen of crying my eyes out if somebody gives me feedback i'm a baby <laughs> i have six older siblings i don't take feedback from older people well because i'm a people pleaser yeah. but like i'll take it but i'll cry like you just need to understand like tears and like falling and having demotivation is a part of the journey yeah if your journey mm-hmm. from a to z is just like oh like a straight path everybody would do it and we'd have let me not say business hierarchy. If we wouldn't have leaders. We wouldn't have leaders. Mm-hmm. Like, emerge yeah. as, like, the person you would want to see. Like, how you saw somebody, like, older than you in your, like, second or third grade, and you're like, oh, they're the coolest person in the world. I want to be like them. Let somebody think that of you. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yes. So, on to Emily Grace. What advice would you give to someone considering a major in pre-athletic training? Do you believe that there are specific skills or qualities you believe are crucial for success in this field um i think that if you're coming into athletic training for the money you're mm. an idiot yes <laughs> yes it is if you're coming in for the money you're 
you're coming into the wrong career. Mm. Um, this career is a thousand percent passion led and you have to be genuinely from your heart wanting to help others around you succeed mm-hmm. more than yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I was listening to uh, another podcast the other day and this guy was talking about people going into the medical field or fields that work to help people better themselves mm-hmm. and it's like you put a different type of love into your career one that is you want to benefit others even if it is at your own loss mm-hmm. and so my advice for anyone looking into athletic training pt ot is mm-hmm. that you need to come in in a headspace where it's like i will do anything and everything i can to help my patients live a happy healthy lifestyle because at the end of the day we we're seeing these little kids like coming into high school and their bone mineral density is down Mm. already because they're not playing outside they're not taking care of themselves they're on these screens and so when i'm graduating and getting an influx of patients it's going to be these children who grew up completely different from mm. me ipad kids guys literally yeah. it's an issue guys it's, it's a real issue that's for episode two education <laughs> that's for episode four yeah social media social media yeah the perils don't get me started about the education <laughs> system mm-hmm. oh lord so yeah. just um you need to have genuine compassion and drive to help anyone around you and be loving and willing to give your time and effort um, to anyone you encounter. So, wow. that's what wow. I'm saying. Amazingly well-spoken, Emily Grace. That was great. Thank you, guys. That was my last set of questions. I appreciate that. Thank you for having me. Of course, certainly. Yes. So to my listen to my listeners, thank you so much for joining us on this insightful journey today. We've explored dreams, fears, and everything in between with our incredible guests. Uh, If you resonated with today's episode or thoughts to share, we'd love to hear from you. Please leave a review if you'd like. Um, Before we sign off, I'd like to tell you guys please follow the so, uh, the Spotify account and Apple Podcasts, and stay tuned for my next episode. Thank you so much. Yay! Yay. I'll read it then. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye. <laughs>